大家好 ，I'm Bella from Bella Simple Chinese School. If you are beginner, intermediate, advanced, looking for HSK study, business Chinese, or simply want to improve your everyday communication, I'm the teacher for you. Come and join me for a free trial class at Bella Simple Chinese School. Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Tell Craig your story. Today we'll be speaking to Jason Ed. Now this is the fourth time Jason has come on to talk all things Metallica, and he's just recently come back from two tours、uh, with Metallica in Europe and the U.S. Now with the release of a new single, new album for next year, and a new tour, what better way to get Jason on and talk all things Metallica? But before we go, please go to our website. We're at Podbean. Tell Craig your story at Podbean.com. We have a link tree which tells you where Tell Craig Your Story is streaming. We are on all the major streaming services. We also have a YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing to get all the latest updates. We have VK for our Russian listeners and WeChat for our Chinese listeners at Tell Craig Your Story. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Jason Ed talking all things Metallica on. Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi, Jason. How are you doing today? Craig, thanks for having me back again, mate. And then,、uh, just if my memory serves me well, I think it's one, two, three, four times as a well, guest on、oh, the podcast. So that's good. Yes, I like that. Four, four times. times. Mate. Yes, 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 gotta throw that, gotta throw the metal horns in there anytime you can, mate. So again, appreciate you having me and talking all things Metallica. Thanks、That's、again,、it. mate. And you know what?、Uh, I just watched it last night, the Ronnie James Dio thing, and he was like the inventor of、yes. the the whole horns up. So yes, yes,、uh, he was very, very good time. And we're less than two weeks away from Christmas, mate. So you're getting all excited, getting ready, family stuff. I am, mate. I'm just, yeah, just about to finish up work next week, and yeah, just definitely spend some quiet time with the family. Mate, it's always a great time of year for that. Hopefully, we get some beach weather because it has been pretty bad, Johnny. You know, unfortunately, I hear that. Yeah, it's yeah. like didn't didn't you say that you were turning the heater on? I mean, that's yes, like in a jumper,、summer. like a, a jumper, like two days before, like a week before Christmas. Sorry, so yeah, like hopefully the weather kicks in and we get some nice weather, and as you know, like that time of year is the best. So. Looking forward、Absolutely. to some time with Christmas. Yes, Absolutely. Well, all things speaking, Metallica.、Uh, you've become like our resident coming on. And the last time I talked to you, you had just come back from the the 40 year anniversary shows. So it's been almost a, a year since you've been on here. So how time flies. But two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now, woke up, bam, a new single for Metallica. A new album for Metallica and a new tour for Metallica. Not mucking around. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. H- how was it in Australia? You were like three hours ahead of me, so you would have woken up to it as well, or did you stay up? Well, basically, what how it went was two o'clock in the morning, which is in and around lunchtime in the US. My phone just starts vibrating, like、right. texts going off, and I'm thinking, ah,、oh, there's something actually. Happening pretty damn wild on the other side of the world because it is pretty normal to get texts from my US friends and being part of the Met family. But yeah, my phone started beeping and vibrating. Like, Whoa! And then just singles boom and yeah, it's really exciting. Everyone again was like at another level with, with excitement with new music finally from Metallica after six long years after Hardwired. 
Yeah, so they bring the single out, they they bring the the ten dates, and then it's like, okay, you've got two days to get all your money for these tickets, <laughs> and you have a chance to get these tickets. So, gone are the days where you you can wait like a, a month or two months, but two or three days, get those tickets, go. Yeah, there's no mucking around, is there? Like as you rightly say, it's. Boom, in your face, you've got two days to readjust, you've got work issues, you've got family, where does it all fit? Can I do this? Can I do that? And it was just like, for me, it was a brain explosion. So, again, it was, <laughs> you really got to think through it. That's Metallica for you. They'll do, they always throw a spanner in the works, boom, straight out of the gate. So, again, ex- exciting times to be a Metallica fan. And the new single, a Lux Eternia? Eternia? Lux Eterna. Eterna. There Lux, you go. Lux Eterna. So, that's, Eternal light in Latin. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it comes out, we hear it, and for me it was like, whoa, this is like really old school sort of sounding. Like the, the guitar sound was very old school, double kick, very, very fast, two solos there. So how's the reaction been for you, and and what about the in your fan base there? Yeah, I mean, it's been overwhelming. It's, yeah, it's been actually really, really positive. And again, as you rightly say, there's a rule for me, very, very Motorhead-esque for me with, with an element of Diamond Head, particularly with his vocal line, vocal harmonies, a uh, song called It's Electric, which was off the Garage Inc. album. So again, a lot of influence there, but real 80s Metallica style, with particularly with the, the writing of the song. Very simple, but... Uh, just that real great energy and feel. So that, yeah, initially I, I got that that sense of like it's like Metallica 2022 revisiting uh, early 80s Metallica. So that that rebirth, if you want to word it that way, was like yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's Metallica at its best. And there's definitely no slowing down. I mean, we talked about it last time where the sort of mental health side of it and less shows to keep the train going, but. Wow, from this song, <laughs> I mean, that's the single. They're going to have to play that nearly every night at the, at the shows. So, yeah, let, let's talk about that as well. Well, of course. Uh, again, in context of a new album, you don't know exactly what's on the album. So yes. if you're talking particularly from this song, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I think that actually really brings forth in and around a new touring schedule, the No Repeat Weekend, uh, which is a big selling point for the tour, which we'll talk about later, but... Yeah, definitely, as you talk about longevity and, and moving forward, it's definitely something that would ha- they would have to think about. But the song itself, for sure, like high energy, really, really in your face with a, with a lot of elements, again, with 80s-style feel. You can't really ask for too much more, more than that from a, from a band of 40-plus years now. Yeah, absolutely. And the new album, 72 Seasons, I do believe it's supposed to come out next year. Yeah, so new album arrives on August, uh, April the 14th. So 12 new tracks, really some really interesting song titles in there, 77 minutes worth new Metallica. So, again, like, what more could you ask for, really? I mean, absolutely really looking forward to it. Yeah. And just one thing, what was the 72 seasons all about? I didn't don't really know too much about it. Is so, there a meet, meaning yeah. behind it? Or? It's a concept album in a sense where James has really looked at the first 18 years of your life, that those really formative years where you're, you're shaped uh, moving into adulthood. So those seasons in and around that so the four seasons 72 seasons within 18 years so yeah very interesting concepts and and when you look at the song titles uh shadows follow there's suicide screaming suicide if darkness has a sun you must burn i mean just from that context like pretty exciting and it, James seems to be in one of those places where i think we're going to get some really really great lyric, lyrical content and really exciting from, from particularly from that perspective. Well, this whole sort of five or six years since the last album, he would have had a lot of he's had a lot of things go on in his life. Again, I think he's got a lot of things to say for this album, which is very, very exciting. So they also announced a new tour as well. We can't really say a world tour, but yeah, they've announced a bunch of shows for 2023 and 2024. So let's talk about this. Why not a world tour, Chase? Well, the obvious reason is they didn't include Australia. So we'll get to that later. It is, we really have to, we reminisce not to talk about that. It's, it's really important that we do, but being Australian fans of the band, 
like in just the overall uh, selling of the of the uh, new tour is that they've worded it as a world tour, but it's mm. 22 dates across Europe, 46 shows with the back to back weekends in Mexico and a festival show in Download, aka Donington. So overall, 48 shows over the next two years across Europe and North America and Mexico City. So they're all their primary markets. And they're so all doing. So they're all doing like Friday and Sunday, right? So it's two days in the one show, in the one city. For the most show. part. And, and that, that's a selling point. No repeat weekend, unit, two unique sets, uh, which is really great for particularly people from those, from those markets because you can fly in on the Thursday night, the, for even Friday at, at the latest and, mm. and then you're home on, on the, on the Monday morning. So it's a really great selling point from that perspective. Not great for an international travel or fans from outside those primary markets, but that's something we've always dealt with with Metallica. But yeah, that's something that's, they've really pushed forward on this new tour. And it's a great selling point again, as I mentioned before. Yeah. And then, then for the tickets too, they have done it for the last maybe two or three tours, but they have a black ticket where you can buy one ticket and then it gives you access to as many shows in that country. And that's correct. So it's an enhanced ticket. So within yeah. that is from a Luxiderna platform ticket between, I think, around $8,000 Australian, which you can get eight friends to share in that. So for eight people, and it filters all the way down to same-day tickets. So there's a gamut of options that you can get. The one you're specifically talking about has been on this tour is, is I Disappear. That gets mm. you in. You can get a silver, which gets you into a, a European silver for all your European dates for this year, uh, all European dates for next year for 2024, and vice versa with the US. Or you can get the diamond, which gets you into every show on tour. So, I mean, they're giving everyone an option right through from the very top to the very bottom to accommodate everybody, really, if, uh, and particularly those next-level fans that want to get to more shows. So, like, gone of the days are also with the ticket prices as well. Like, uh, again, with the last couple of years, it's changed quite a bit, and you used to be able to have a, the opportunity to go backstage, and if you're in the fan club, to, to meet the band that's gone away now and the ticket prices of all of a sudden and the cost of inflation and the business i guess for the average punter i mean what do you think of this yeah i mean it just follows their their business aspect of where they're actually heading now so it's a conversation for another day like another podcast really but the, the cost is, is relevant to their, their success yeah so that that's just how you have to look at it and you've got to accept particularly if you look at it from a corporate perspective, that as you, you put the word inflation in there, there's always going to be upmarket on, on particularly when things get successful. So Metallica has got their name on pretty much everything these days. So there's that element of it. If you're talking strictly about ticket prices, well, guess what? People are going to pay that because it just gets pushed and pushed further along and, and just how much demand there is, people will buy. So as long as you've got that, they understand that from a business perspective. So, People are going to pay, so that's they'll put the prices up. So yeah, that's just where we're at with Metallica in 2022. Yeah, and with Australia, I mean that that's a big hot topic. We said it. Before. I come down in 2019 to come back to Australia to see you there. We met in Perth. We we did the pod, the, the, one of the very first podcasts that got cancelled. So. Again, we get we we miss out on this tour, and is there a backlash with the Australian fans? I've seen some messages saying that yeah, that we're starting to get a little bit annoyed. It's been a long time now; we haven't seen the band. So, so let's talk about this, Jay. So, like, what is, what's your reactions? Like, what are you hearing in your Facebook chat group? With the Australian thing again, like I can only speak for myself. There is a level of disrespect there particularly when you have a cancelled tour. No one's suggesting anything about why 2019 was cancelled. That's the health of someone that's way more important than anything else. But if it's talking strictly from a principal standpoint, yeah, they've dis disrespected Australian fans. So I do feel for a lot of Aussie fans, there's a lot of passionate, educated within the fan base, dedicated, loyal fans that really don't have the opportunity to travel. So I really do feel for them. So, um it's, it, it is disappointing for the Aussie fans from that perspective, for sure. 
yeah, you, you can go through the things and, and you just speculate, but I think the the distance between America and Australia, I think the other reason maybe is that there's no real big big national tour that we have anymore. We don't have the big day out. We don't have Soundwave. We don't have a big national tour that, that they can jump on and go on to their schedule. Yeah, if they're going to do it by themselves, then doing the whole a couple of shows here and then fly back to the U.S. and then come back, it's... It certainly doesn't fit in this M72 way they've set it up, exactly how it is now. So if they're going to evolve that and that evolves and the evolution of this tour will probably change and away from the uh, two-day weekend, two unique sets will probably stay, but it might be just over... A, a shorter period of time. So if you're going to follow a two weekend formula, that's just, you, you, a band's not going to spend five weeks in Australia. They're going to do five cities. So my perspective on this is I think it'll, this first two years will then morph and then the evolution will, will, will change and, and they'll fit Australia and other countries in that and maybe do a block of shows. And then, uh, like they did very similar to Death Magnetic, flying for three or four shows and then maybe stay, uh, go home again, sorry, and then come back. So I'm not quite sure exactly how it all fit, but again, it will change and, and this tour will evolve as, as we move along. Because I can't see them going back in the studio after two years. So yeah. we might fit into this specific first setup of M72, but I'm sure it'll evolve into Australia getting an opportunity further down the track. Yeah. And didn't you see somewhere that they've actually said that we definitely won't be fitted into this 2023-24 tour? The, through the official, on their official fan club forum, there was a because so many people were asking the question, there was a generic notification from the people that run that club. It's not officially from the band. Oh, right. And right. basically, basically what it stated was was they really tried through periods of this year, particularly. Um, they really tried, sorry, within the last couple of years to try and fit Australia in, but unfortunately it didn't work out. And unfortunately, we'll try our best to do something for you beyond 2025. So again, that's not through official ban notification. That was through their, their, um, fan club. Mm, Who worked for the band directly yeah. though. So I mean, you could take that. I take that pretty as credible. I take that highly credible information. Yeah. And then, like, just thinking about it, if they were to come, just hypothetically, if they were to come to Australia and they did two shows in Brisbane, the weekend thing in Brisbane, the weekend thing in Sydney, the weekend thing in Melbourne, and then maybe Auckland, whew, that's, no, a long, that's a long time. It's not going to work, it's not going to work in this, this current formula with, with the first stage of, if you want to word it that way, of M72 tour, world tour. It, it'll, it'll evolve into something a little bit different that fits is an Australian model with, that's best for the band, etc. So and also just availability of stadiums. So when all that fits into place, that's when Australia will get will get some dates. But until then, unfortunately, we've we've got to eat a shit sandwich. Sorry for the term, but that's just just how it is. It's, it's a corporate decision. It is a, it is a monetary decision. That's really leaves a bit of taste, but it's also reality in and around just where Metallica are at the moment. And the other thing that's interesting is, will there be a backlash in the the album sales or the album downloads uh, in Australia? Because we're we're not the biggest market, but we're very passionate. And I think with a lot of the sales, with all the bands internationally from Australia, we're very consistent. And I think that Metallica will always have that that there's people buying stuff. So what, what yeah, no, you. you, you you definitely make a great point there, Craig, and it's something I'm going to be interested to see because I have seen a lot of backlash from, from a lot of Australian fans, and there's a lot of bitterness and resentment there. Again, it's it's disappointing. There's really no way to, to as I said before, to word it other than Australian fans have, have have been disrespected, particularly from the sensing around a cancel tour, which you spoke about earlier. But moving forward, I think, as you said, it, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, album sales. Uh, look up with, with this new album, but I just don't think it's going to change too much. As you're right, said, Australia, nah. I think Australian fans are really loyal. They, they are ed- educated. 
dedicated fans, and I think for the most part they'll uh, they'll see it for what it is, and and we'll move forward. And there's a lot of positivity around Australian fans too in general. So yeah, we'll move forward together, and we'll we'll, we'll get through it. And there'll be dates to look forward to down the track. That's the best way to look at it, and positive way. Yeah, and be on a positive side. If they're not going to come to Australia, like I've done for a long time, you go and visit them. If they don't come to you, you go to them. So, I mean, I'm organising plans to go there for next year, and I know a couple of other people have also mentioned that they want to go as well. So what's your plan at the moment? Well, I mean, you make a great point there about travelling, and again, we're in that circumstance where we can. And, and for me, mm. I, I know I got to a stage in my fandom that, like, it was around ninety-five. Coincidentally, I was living overseas, but just to have that experience, and like the, if you remember the year and a year and a half of the live videos, I remember watching them and seeing shows and the Donington footage of for whom the bell tolls and James is discussing about what happens at the show and slaughtering pigs and getting all thrown up on the stage <laughs> old school stuff when it was crazy and then and then seeing all the, the parking tailgate parties for uh the guns and roses tour you remember that yeah. that footage on yeah so that really motivated me so i've been traveling and, and and i'm fortunate and lucky to be able to do that so i've been doing it for a long time again so i've made it a priority mm. so as yeah so for me it's been a big part of my life and i've had that opportunity so as you rightly say on this tour I'll uh, definitely get to a few shows in and around North America next year and Europe the following year, possibly Mexico City at the back end of the year if things work, if uh, if my work schedule opens up. But we say that now, like the six years, but they didn't come for the load tour either. <laughs> and that was yeah. sort of around their, their very peak of the band. So... Yeah, we've had to wait a long time between the Black Album and Reload. The Reload Tour, we were first on the Reload Tour, but then there was a long gap there, and then they come for St. Anger for the big day out. But there's always these big gaps for Australia, so just it's just unfortunate that we live so far away. And, and that's part of it. It's a, it's, it's a logistical, as you rightly say there, you make some good points. It's a logistical thing. And again, like uh, through my own uh as, as a fan, I've, I made that decision. Like, because it, there was a long a distance between shows, a longevity between shows, you make that decision to travel. But you've got to be in that circumstance. A lot of things have got to work out for you. So that's really hard to discuss and debate and have a conversation with a, with a fan that doesn't have that opportunity. So we're in a very fortunate situation. But from Australian in general and a perspective, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a B market at best. Mm. Yeah. So there's obviously those sort of decisions, and when, when you're when you're making decisions based on a, particularly a corporate decision in around the financial aspect, you want to capitalise on a new album, you want to capitalise in those primary markets, you want to hit the ground running in those areas, not so much a B market first to start an album. So a lot which they did on the Paul Reed Tour and Me Tour. So again, you're right, you said that we didn't get the visit, we didn't get the big stage show in Australia that we we got the start of the Paul Reed Tour and Me. So which was a stripped-down version of, of, of uh, a more basic sort of show when you, when you think of particularly the stage perspective. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to consider when you're talking about Australia, and it's just not as simple as just organising dates. So, <laughs> yeah, not as not as simple as we like to make it out to be. And, again, you've just got to see through all that. So, yeah. And, again, to be fair, I'm looking at from the band side now, they did do, was it 23 shows for the Deaf Magnetic? So that... Uh, to come to Australia and New Zealand, like you say, in a B market and do 23 shows, that is a lot of shows for that time. So I, I think that they, they did quite a big job and they kept adding shows on at that stage as well. So you got to yeah. weigh it up a little bit because that, that was a big of sacrifice and, and there was, they were getting injuries. It was the last stage of that tour after uh, I think they finished at the end of that like the big tour the world tour so I don't know we've got to weigh it up a little bit so we always got to put things in context don't you really so yeah. I mean you're right there was I mean there was four shows in Sydney five shows in Melbourne alone so as you yeah. right, say so you had Perth Melbourne sorry Perth Brisbane Adelaide yeah and then your New Zealand dates at 21 shows within that market is quite substantial. So, again, you've got to put it in perspective. So when you're talking about a new album now, a new tour now, specifically in and around longevity, 
there's going to be a hit and miss in and around what direction they take. So as I said before, they will morph this tour into something that fits in and around that further down the track. But again, they want to hit the ground running, particularly in those primary markets to capitalise on a new album. So I mean, that's basically where it all sits. And that's a corporate decision. That's, and it's quite really common sense, to be honest. Yeah. Which is really difficult for an Aussie fan to accept. But for me anyway, all I'll say to it is I know when the Met Club, the Metallic official Met Club sort of changed and they evolved and they took away the status within the fan club, that was a real difficult period within myself. I know a lot of people that, because it was based on longevity. So your status within the club gave you the opportunity for tickets, backstage passes, and things evolved into inclusiveness. So that was a really difficult part where I looked at the band and went, wow, you know, this is certainly heading in a different direction. And you, you can feel that resentment a little bit building, but then you've got to put it in perspective and go, look, well, I've got a choice to make. Do I really want to support and follow this band? But you, you can't take away from what this band's giving to you, the music, the opportunity to meet great people, the travel for myself, and again, and just that connected, that connection you have with other fans around the world. Yeah. So, and the band is a conduit to that. So you can't be too, yeah, you've got to be just very careful about what, how much disrespect you want to throw and how much shade you want to throw towards a band from that perspective. Plan ahead for next year. Plan a holiday. A lot of people have been stuck at home, not being able to do holidays, just do it domestically. So plan for next year. Plan for 2024. Go to the US. Have a holiday and have Metallica in it. Have fun. What more <laughs> excuse is there to travel and go and exactly. see Metallica? I mean, just exactly. do it. I mean, and you'll never have regret it. And I can tell you if it's a financial thing and if you do push things a little bit to that boundary, I can guarantee you the experience will weigh up that and, you, and it'll be well worth every cent. So that's all I can say, really, and that's being really positive around it. And, again, yeah. like not everyone's in that situation, but if you are, yeah, you, you make a good point there and, and definitely something you should do at least once. Just sorry, getting back to the release a couple of weeks ago, I just couldn't believe how they kept it a secret for so long. and. Bang! There was sort of rumours. <laughs> there was rumours of, of the album. Bravo! But, Bravo to everyone involved. Yeah, Bravo. And yeah. And such a credit to the, the band and their organisation to keep it in this yes. day and age, in 2022, away from any sort of radio or social media outlet. There's so many people that have that connection, or I know this person, I know this person. Yeah, bravo. I mean, there's not much else to say. You, you make, you've made all the points right there. So, again, like the organisational aspect, the, the, obviously there's confidentiality in there and agreements in and around all those things, but you make a good point. I know Lars actually said we, like he was on the Howard Stern to actually promote the new album and, and unveil the new album and new single. So he actually said that. He goes, I don't know how it didn't leak, but we're here. <laughs> Here's a new song. He was like, I just see within his, like his mannerisms, you know, when Lars gets that Lars real, Lars-esque sort of thing where he's, you know, all that type of stuff being real Lars. But you could tell that that was a real prominent thing in his perspective because I don't think there'd be anything worse than a song leaking when you don't want to control how, how you unveil that song. So it's a big thing for them, isn't it, really? So, again, absolutely brilliant. Bravo. Yeah, it's, it's so good. And the way that they... They did it just a couple of weeks before Christmas. I know they've done that a couple of oh, times, but marketing geniuses as well, whoever's doing that as well, bravo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they, that's a machine, isn't it? I got mean, some, again, it's... Got some tickets, we've got promote. some tour dates, we've got some tour dates for next year, just before Christmas, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's, yeah. that's promotional, like... At its best, isn't it? Metallica's always done that. They've always found a way yeah. to connect with the fans. And, again, the fan base is so ravenous these days that, like, it doesn't matter what they put out. Everything's got – they've got everything under the sun with their name on it now. And the collector side of things, they've got a whiskey brand now, Black Air. Yes. It just goes on. It just doesn't stop. And it's just endless for people just to be ravenous in and around all that. So new music's another element to it. But, yeah, it's it's – yeah, definitely interesting times to be a Metallica fan. And exciting, of course. Yeah, but it, it was so good to just wake up and hear a new song and everything's all positive and back to normal. Like we talked before about James and the struggles that he's had. But, yeah, this is so positive and it's good to see him on videos now talking about the new album and how everything's all 
all good and he's ready to go. So he's got a couple. They've got a couple months off and then away they go. So do you think they'll do some sort of promotion promotion in Europe and America like, like, like yeah. they've done on the previous? They'll, they'll do a few promotional warm-up shows leading into April. The tour kicks off at the back end of April, around the 28th of April in Amsterdam. So, yeah, they'll, they'll do some lead-up shows in the US and promotional uh, appearances, etc. Maybe the TV run through the American TV. So, yeah, that's all something to look forward to. I enjoy all those. Like, maybe get a studio... Um, version of uh, uh, sorry a second single to add to we'll get yeah. to a second single where Luxie Turner sits in terms of a lead single is going to be really interesting because my feeling is it's actually track six on the running order of the album so which is very interesting so mm-hmm. yeah, sort of show, it really bodes well for for this new album and as I mentioned before the song titles are really interesting really dark really moody type song title. So again, as you rightly said, James is in one of those headspaces where from a lyrical content can really express how he's feeling about certain things. He's done that a lot in live shows, particularly this last 12 months. Again, it's really exciting times from particularly from that perspective. So interesting and very exciting. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of touring, the last time we talked to you, you had just come from the 40th anniversary. So, but you've done two tours since then. So let's talk about that. You went to Europe uh, mid-year, and then recently you just come back from a very, very special show. So let's talk about that. Yeah, that's true. So first I did the – so they did a uh, – they returned to Europe for the first time since COVID. So first time since 2019, they did a 11-show uh, festival run. So I did the back end of that tour, which was really great. I did uh, two shows in Spain and one in Lisbon. Unfortunately, the Swiss show got cancelled due to COVID. A family member was the wording within yeah, right. the Metallica family. So word had got out that maybe it might have been a sound engineer, one very specific type role, or it was even speculated one of the partners of, of one of the band members oh. maybe even had it. So they were putting in place protocols around that. But in the end, unfortunately, the Swiss date got cancelled. But again, I went to two shows in Spain, which was awesome, and then I, I uh, followed them down for the uh, last show of that run down into uh, uh, Portugal, Lisbon, which was absolutely brilliant. Really great shows. Well, with the one that got cancelled, do you get a refund there, or are they going to redo that show? How does that all work? Well, the interesting part about that, Craig, is, is the notification that come through really early was, unfortunately... You could get a refund directly, or you could go right. to the show, you get a, get a reimbursement that way. But what they did say, we're unable to reschedule an actual show for two years. So in hindsight, right. it's very interesting to look back and go, well, obviously these shows, the M72 shows, were already in the already works. Done. Yeah, so right. pretty much already buttoned down. And it does highlight the fact is on, on that seven, uh, sorry, that 11 show tour, European tour, they didn't have an English date on that, which was very interesting. Normally there would be an English date in there, maybe Leeds, Reading, or even Donington. But they've decided to put that as an appearance next year. So they are including UK, but only as a festival date. They actually don't get the in-the-round M72-specific stadium show, which is very yeah. interesting too. Because the UK is a very big primary market in the US, uh, sorry, mm. in the European for sure. Perspective. Yeah. Because normally they might do two or three. I know they did Manchester and uh, Twickenham, so London on the, on the 2019 stadium tour. But normally they might do London, uh, from an arena perspective, they might do London, there's Birmingham, there's Manchester, and they might even got uh, Scotland in there as well. So, again, very interesting. So where it all fits. So when you see it from that perspective and, and the bigger picture, you can sort of see just how complicated things can get. So no That's- really simple answers. That's so business oriented that it you is. can't book a show for the next two years because these yes. shows have already been booked. Like that's that's a, such an interesting uh, contract. Is. So yeah, and then then obviously then obviously that's Australia and and sorry also Japan as well. Like yes. they did they did Asia on their last that was the two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, yeah, they did a run through China. They did China. Yeah. They did Hong Kong. Yeah, they, yeah, as you rightly say, uh, Korea. But yeah, again, there was no Japan. So Japan. that's very interesting. 
and Japan's one of their big. Uh, I don't think that would be like a huge market, but that, that's a big population, and everywhere they go, they normally do like through two or three shows in Tokyo and, and Osaka. So that's, yes. that's very that's very interesting that they even put Japan on that tour as well. So there's a lot of fans over there as well yes. that are that are chomping at the bit, yeah. I'm sure as well. So. Well, I mean, the difference is, is obviously from a Europe, from a UK perspective, you, you can just it's, it's quite easy just to get over to the mainland. So, yes. uh, it, it's a lot easier from a logistical time frame perspective to actually do that. So, yeah, but again, saying that, there's a lot of English fans who are pretty disgruntled because again, they have an expectation. Again, there's a little bit of entitlement. This is what we want, but there's always that pull and push in and around what their expectations are. So definitely from that perspective, in and around that. So it's, it's been interesting times, like yeah. from, from looking at the bigger picture and, and, and that really exposed a lot of that in and around where Australia fits. So very interesting. Yeah. So let's go back to that and those sort of shows, like what, what songs were they playing in the set list? And for you, did you feel the sort of energy and with the band happy? Definitely those points that you made there. For me, when you do a run of shows for a band of Metallica's level is, is basically the consistency. So the, the shows really, for me, start to mould into each other because the consistency is at such a high level. You don't really pick yeah. up on anything that's real specific in, in that one show, particularly when you're seeing so many over a period of time. So, I mean, that's one point. But, again, the energy was really high. They did restructure the show. They pushed Sandman up into the, uh, oh, yeah. Song 3, which was really interesting. And they did really? drop... No, yeah, they did drop Nothing Else Matters there for the first maybe three or four shows for, for actually Bleeding Me, which was a great choice personally. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know whether it was a technical thing, a, a comfortability thing in and around the performance, uh, they dropped that back for Nothing Else Matters at the back end. So, yeah, again, strictly from a performance standpoint, they're, they're really in fine shape again. I had the opportunity to see the show from the state pits. So I was up close and personal. You could see just the oh, look yeah, on their wow. face. So they're, yeah, they're really like in that zone. They're really enjoying themselves. And when Metallica, and, and you know this, is when, when they're in that sort of headspace, they're, you know, they're a really fine oil machine and they're just yeah. blistering in your face. So yeah, it was a really good run of shows, to be honest. It was great to head back to Europe again. Yeah. And I think there was some times there where they took Sad But True out of the set. So that's very interesting that only playing Sandman at the start of the set, at the show as well. So, wow, that, that's that's very yeah. very interesting. But all of a sudden they started to creep back in. Uh, like yeah. I said, nothing else matters. Sad the true, come back into the set. So, well, the, one yeah. of the main interesting parts of, of of the shows was I was actually in Madrid for uh, the Stranger Things release. So when that hit, they actually had a a video process in and around on the screens in and around promoting the, the show. So that was really good too. So, mm. yeah, that was really cool. So just to see that live was another element to the show. So, yeah, really enjoyed that part as well. And the European fans, they're always sort of hardcore, but especially for those areas, like did you get a good vibe with them as well? Well, the, the Spanish, that's why I decided to do the back and right. the front half. This is the, I, I've been, the last, I actually saw Metallica in 96 when I was in, in living in the, in the UK. So I decided I love to go back to just really passionate people and they really express themselves. They really, not so much from, from a, particularly from a vocal standpoint, because a lot of them don't speak English. A lot of the Spanish don't speak right. English, but they, they scream the harmonies and they're really invested that way. So I really love that. So I went back. So there was that element as well. So really love that part. And, and Portugal was very similar to like that. Very passionate people. And you're right. It was great atmosphere. Great energy and the band really feed off that, so yeah, it was excellent. That's really cool. And then you went back uh, to the US at the end of the year for a very, very special concert. Uh, it says here to celebrate the lives of Johnny and Marsha Zuzula. Zuzula, yeah. So, yeah. Zuzula, yes. So they were Metallica's first managers. They, they actually owned and operated Megaforce, Re- Megaforce Records, which was an independent label, and they were the first ones to, to sign Metallica. So the band played a benefit show for them in Florida, which was a 7,000-seat theatre. Uh, the tickets were but the show itself was in and around celebrating that specific time. So it was all songs from 83, 84, basically wow. only songs from Kill 'Em All 
and Ride the Lightning with a couple of covers thrown in there as well. So it was like the energy was next level and it sits really high in my all-time favourite shows. It was really a special night. I really can't say other than anything any more than that. It was a really special show. Was the ticket prices, were they really expensive or hard to get? They were. Very, yeah, again, through the Met Club and your legacy status, uh, it, was, it was quite easy to get the opportunity to get a ticket, but again, the, the prices started to escalate and it was quite expensive. So, But it's all in perspective. It's where you where you see the value of, of where you spend your money. For me, I don't even think about the money now because that experience is well worth it. And again, yeah. of course, seeing all your friendships and your connections you have with a lot of friends through the Metallica family as well, which, which is another bonus. So totally worth every cent, buddy. Yeah, I saw some of the videos. They did a Blitzkrieg and they did. Am I Evil? Am I Evil as well? They did do Am I Evil and Blitzkrieg, yes. Yeah. Yes. And the other two covers and the rest were off Ride the Lightning and Kill Em All. Wow, what an amazing set. And who were the support bands? They had a couple uh, of... It was actually old... Raven. Raven. So they Kill Em All for <laughs> one, which was like from a 93 tour. So they, yeah, they really highlighted that era of the band and they went back to that era of the band that was really emphasised through the show and they had a monologue and they were showing like captured a lot of pictures and footage of that era yeah it was just a great celebration of that era of time which is which is like the formative years of Metallica so yeah again like it was just a special night something I'll take with me for for a long time did Davis thing get any no, nah, he didn't show up. I don't know whether he got an invite, mate. I don't know whether he got an invite or not. But he, yeah, thankfully Dave didn't show up because I think that would have caused a bit of an issue. But <laughs> I don't know. But no, nah, Dave wasn't there, mate. No. Nah. I love, I love Dave. I love Dave so much, but he's just still, he still has. He's that, just tiring. Yeah, he just still has that. Has thing. a got to let it go. He's got to let it all go. Just <laughs> move on. That. You've got a successful band. You're a successful <laughs> artist. Like move on. Wherever he can take a jab. We've got to do a big four. Let's do this. Tell her for this. And I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see what actually thinks of the new album and the new song. Yeah. Because again, it's like very old school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 just just speaking of Dave, like they brought out a, a new album this year as well, and it's really, really heavy. I don't know that that album. I, I like the versatility. Like with, with Metallica, with, they have a ballad. They'll have a heavy song. They'll have a fast thrashy song. But yeah, this one with Megadeth, I like the other, the older sort of metal. Even the last couple of Megadeth albums have been pretty good, but uh, this one's just full on, just like go. It's like the technical side of it is brilliant. Dave Mustaine's just an amazing guitarist. I don't care what anybody says, but yeah, just didn't fit. I didn't. I don't want to listen to it many times. Yeah. I just don't like the fact is wherever the opportunity you can angle it towards Metallica like this, like, <laughs> it's just sort of tiring. It's just tedious, to be honest. Like, just move yeah. on. Just move on. You think he's going to move on, and then he says something yeah, like, oh, I'll, I'll bring James, it back again. James is going to ask me to, James has asked me to come back, and then James is like, what? <laughs> I didn't ever say anything. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't say yeah, anything. I, yeah, it just gets a little bit tedious. I, I, it'd be interesting that. It'd be interesting to be a fly on the wall with a conversation with the four guys outside of <laughs> <laughs> outside of public setting and what they actually think of him. But yeah, yeah you never. Yeah, it'd be it'd just be interesting to see. But yeah, what a great way to end this sort of year with the Metallica touring, Jace. Like yes. that, that that show. Did they have a name for it, or was it just Zazula tribute show? Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was basically it. It was that was. Yeah, it was in and around a celebration of, of those two. It was twofold, but also to support their their foundation, which they have. Unfortunately, both both have passed on, but again, they have a, a foundation, so it was, to, it was to support that. And apparently, it was in the works pre COVID, uh, pre COVID, but obviously right. that changed things. But they fit it into this window now, and it was yeah, it was again, it was such a special show. So and S and M for all time favorite shows. So. Yeah. yeah, really lucky and privileged to be there, mate, for sure. And speaking, we talked about Raven with this, uh, supporting this tour. We've got a couple of bands that may be familiar. <laughs> Pantera is well, it's, it's Pantera and everyone else. Pantera. I don't really know too much about the yeah. other guys, but Pantera is a big one. So they've got back together in terms of a tribute aspect. I mean, we can debate all day whether it's a tribute, whether it's, yeah, all that part of it. But, I mean, get them two together. There's always been a bit of friction there with with Pantera and Metallica, so 
it's going to be interesting, but again, to see them on the bill is huge. And another selling point to make this, these, these show, upcoming shows pretty damn good. So, mm, yeah, 100%, yeah. that's going to be pretty good. And it should really put a bit of fire on the Metallicas. They're pretty yeah. talented band. They've got a pretty hardcore following. So, yeah. I'm really interested to see that, for sure. Yeah. Well, I've seen some videos. They're, they're doing some big uh, stadium shows in Mexico. and Yes. Yeah, they're sounding great. Oh, you got you get the Zach Wild and you get Charlie Bernardo from uh, Anthrax. Anthrax. That, they're they're yeah. pretty they're pretty good fill-ins. Yeah. For, but you want to be good if you're doing Dimebag and yeah, so, right. Again, it's, it's more of a in my perspective, it's more of a tribute for Pantera. So again, you, you, yeah, how many foundation members, etc. But in the end, they're playing, they're supporting Italica. I mean. If you want to, like, yeah, I mean, bands of that genre to, to be together on one bill, like, it's, and again, it's another good selling point, and, and again, yeah. like, something excited to see. Just go with it, like, hearing yeah. all the all the classics of that Vulgar Display album is just brilliant. That's a yeah. classic album. Get in there early. <laughs> yeah, that's true, mate. Get them while they're hot. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for 23, 24, have you... Bought any tickets for 2024, or are you going to leave that one step at a time? No, I, I bought, as I said before, I did buy 23 I Disappear, which gets me into every show that I could, of my choosing in North America, and I did exactly the same for 24 in Europe. Oh, so, right. Yeah, so you can do that. There's, there's so many choices, there's just too many to go through, but they start, as I said before, they start right at the very top in and around a platform ticket and specialised stage in and around close to the uh, band stage itself with fewer, uh, eight of your friends all the way down to single day tickets which which go on say actually next year so as for me I got the I disappear so that I haven't really got to the point of like picking actual shows but I'm pretty closing around that now so it'll be back-to-back weekends it's very difficult logistically with the new scheduling Weekend scheduling because there's a lot of downtime between shows. Fits a lot mm. of the American, European. You can fly in, fly out. It's quite convenient. But from a person that travels twenty something hours across the world, it's not so easy to be honest. So yeah. you got the time, of course. I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't fit my work scheduling. But that's how it is. Yeah, just got to take it for what it is and just be grateful that you can get to at least one city and see two shows. So it's, there's worse in, in the world if you can <laughs> to, to like have an issue with and not get into more shows. But it is what it is. So I'm happy with that. So, yeah, what 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 did you did you look at the idea disappear or? Yeah, I got I got the same. Yeah, I got the yeah. uh, North, North, North America, America for, for yeah. 2023, and yeah. I'm looking to maybe go there for two or three two or three weeks. Okay. And yeah, uh, well, that will be good. So it's going to be a Getting lot of fun. Yes, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime away, but yeah, seeing friends all that connection, but it just seems a lifetime away at the moment. But I guess with how time could be, it's some, it could be like start to dwell and all of a sudden it's like two months has gone, well, I better start like organising myself. Yeah, getting, that's right. Ready for a tour. Yeah. Like, yeah. But we've got a new album before that. That's maybe a couple more singles, I'm sure. If you're following the last album, there'll be another couple of singles to be released to give you a little bit more of perspective of the new album, which I, which I get a feeling might be very diverse. With a lot of styles, I don't think it's going to be like your hardcore, like balls to wall Metallica. I think it's this, as you already said, for the heavier the ballads. I actually think there might be a real ballad on here with just James. That's just mm. the gut feel, um, which would be great. I'd, I'd love to hear that. Um, and returning to a little bit of that load era, just subtle changes in and around the musical sense with a lot of influences. You've already seen an '80s style. With Killer More returning to that, I think you'll see another one where there's another element brought into another song. It'll be very, very diverse record, which makes it really, really exciting to anticipate uh, what's coming. So April cannot be cannot come soon enough, buddy. Sooner than later. And you can go on the website and pre-order the all the albums. Yes. Records. Yeah, they've got five or six variations on there for all the collectors. There's LP, there's a download, there's a CD, there's everything on there. Just yeah, just check on Metallica.com. You'll see it's all yellow. The graphics yes. are all yellow. The new album, the graphics on the new album is, is quite interesting. Killer Bees. So that's Killer Bees. <laughs> yes, Killer Bees is all yellow. So we've got a black album now. We've got a yellow album. So, I mean, that's created a bit of a conversation around the new, with the concept, with the crib and the with all the specific age-related 
items on display yeah. the crib. So that was very interesting. And again, it's created a bit of conversation, which I guess that's what Metallica wants. Not everyone's going to love it. Not everyone's going to like it. Everyone can sit in the middle, but we're talking about it. Ever since I've followed Metallica, that's all. It's always controversial. <laughs> it was always yeah, a, it's everything. An we're opinion. all going to have an opinion. We're all, we're all going to have our opinion. It can be quite divisive at times, but again, like that's Metallica for you. And like, oh, I love it. I through, love the conversation. Love the talk. Yeah, love the talk, Metallica. Sure. Yeah, through their whole career. And yeah, just sorry, getting back to the, the touring thing. I'm looking at uh, going to Montreal. I've never been to that side of Canada. I've never been to New yeah. Jersey's. Even though the touring schedule is only on the weekends, it gives me some time to sort of visit some places that I've never been to. And then on the weekend, a Metallica show, two Metallica shows. So, perfect. well, four if you're there for a couple of weeks, six yeah, if you're there for three weeks. I mean, it, it, I mean that's that, that's the benefit of of the new touring schedule. So yeah. whether they keep that long term, I'm not quite sure. But it's very interesting. And again, it's probably a bit of Bit of foresight in around where they're heading with limited shows. I think it's 23 shows per year, so it's 40 shows, 46 shows over two years. So and that's really limiting their show numbers, which is, which is about longevity. And James has actually come out and said they want to be fresh. They want to be 110%. They want to make sure people get value for money. And I really do respect that yeah, from, from that perspective. And James is very much performance orientated, so... He wants to be at his best, and I think this is a step forward to that. And for me, if it's longevity and we get to have the band around for longer, I'm all for that, so yeah. for sure. I'll see you in the U.S., buddy. If I don't see you before, uh, for if sure, I come buddy. Australia. Thanks for all having right. me again, mate. It's been a great chat. And, uh, again, four shows. I, I, I mean, I don't know whether I get paid per download or whatever, mate. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Now, again, I always appreciate you uh, inviting me on, and um, have a great Christmas, and we'll catch up in the new year, eh? And happy... Christmas and New Year to all your followers. Hi, I'm Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. I can tune into your loved ones in the spirit world, but I can also tune into you, tell you about your path and the choices that you need to make and need to know. I'm currently giving 30% discount on all Tell Craig Your Story listeners. Just use a code. Tell Craig your story for 30% off your first psychic reading with me online at Nigel the Shanghai Psychic.